This is Jimmy Burns from Melbourne, Ohio, and you're listening to Barbecue Central. This is Jimmy Burns from Melbourne, Ohio, and you're listening to Barbecue Central. Start the game! Let's go! We'll do it live. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. This is a show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. Originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. The barbecue and social distancing capitals of the North Coast. I finally did it! It only took three weeks to get that done, but I did it. God damn it, I'm a professional. Anyway, I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, happy to do that. You can get in touch with the show by calling 216-220-0966. Email Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. On the Twitter and Instagrams at BBQCentralShow. Anything else you want to find out about the show? can be found at the main website, TheBBQCentralShow.com. And here's what's happening. Coming up in about 11 to 12 minutes from now, it's the second Tuesday in the month of May. The second Tuesday brings a visit from the creator of AmazingRibs.com, Meathead. And we have a specific topic to get into it with. We will maybe talk about something called vinaigrette. We will definitely start the conversation by going over their most recent grill review that has been released on the Masterbuilt Gravity Fed. We've talked with Derek Riches on that. But Amazing Ribs, widely known for their in-depth and unbiased reviews of grills that are hitting the market, and they've just recently released their take on the Masterbuilt. So I want to talk to Meathead about that. I know they're pretty high on it. I want to give my own two cents, even though I have never touched one, nor seen one, nor cooked on one. But I will always love to play Devil's Advocate. So Meathead coming up in about 12 minutes from now. But only one segment for Meathead. What could possibly be important enough to usurp Meathead's second segment and or the whole first hour? Well, I'm glad you asked. We are in a unprecedented time. Or if you listen to any type of commercial trying time, uh, caring time, unprecedented time, uh, Times of disaster, whatever the latest times are. Well, last week and part of this week, and depending on where you're at in the country, you've been beginning to see some semblance or some emergence of a reopening of whatever state you're living in, whatever city you're living in, whatever county you're living in. And it can be as uh, it, it can diverge. From those particular areas, it can diverge from one county to the next, from one uh, city to the next, one state to the next. Of course, being redundant. Part of what we have been missing here, if you're a fan of this show, is anything that has to do with competition. Memphis in May is out. A lot of the competitions over the past month or two, out. A lot of the foreseeable competitions certainly in jeopardy if not already marked off the bill altogether for 2020 or postponed till much later than when they were supposed to transpire originally on the calendar. However, my next, or in the 35 past the first hour segment, those two guests took part, participated in, and or otherwise attended a steak cook-off event that took place in Lehigh, Utah, They are the creators of the Pitmasters podcast, also the co-hosts. 
I'll be talking with first-timer show Anthony and Rusty. And I can't wait to talk to them and see how that whole thing went down. Believe it or not, if you look on the SCA docket, there were supposed to be three competitions that came off this past weekend. I have confirmation that two did, a Texas one, this one in Utah, because I saw the actual awards being streamed live by the guys from Pitmaster Podcast. So, and there was all supposed to be one in Alabama, I think, but I have no uh, no way of knowing if indeed that one actually took place or not. Haven't seen that, but there were supposed to be three. I think this coming weekend is uh, was empty, but the following weekend uh, had a number of competitions as well. So this past weekend in Utah, there was a state competition. I want to talk to these guys. Feel how was it attended? What were the rule? The whole insight. I want to see how that whole thing went down. Then we'll move to the second hour. If you watched the live show on Wednesday, you'll know we exclusively announced the nine semifinalists for the 2020 Barbecue Hall of Fame potential class. Three make it of the nine. And I have formed a most distinguished panel to go over the nine, what they bring to the table, why they might be considered as worthy enough to make it to the semifinalist, potentially being the final three to get in. That, of course, and all three, by the way, on the nominating committee there at the Barbecue Hall of Fame vis-a-vis the American Royal Association, Adrian Miller, Daniel Vaughn, Ray Lampy will all be joining. One's a Hall of Famer already. So we have plenty to talk about in the second hour. Uh, always welcoming your comments and feedback. Um, BB, uh, Greg at the thebbqcentralshow.com. You can also call in 216 220 0966. Don't forget, you can follow me socially everywhere at BBQ Central Show on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. I'm sorry, uh, not uh, ins- Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Snapchat slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me lead with this tonight. And quite frankly, I'm pissed. This past Wednesday, as I just mentioned, I did a live show with Emily Park from the American Royal Association. She's the manager of the World Series of Barbecue. That's her title. And we announced live the nine semifinalists for this year's Hall of Fame class. And we did it live, okay? We'll do it live. Right, Bill. We did it live. As in not taped not pre-recorded, or any other bullshit gimmick. And in the YouTube chat, someone questions if the show is a live production. Indeed, it's live. We'll do it live. Right. I spent a week promoting the exclusive live show. We'll do it live. Which was going to be done live. Why in the sweet fuck? Would I then do a taped show? My whole deal is live. We'll do it live. Okay. We do it live. Do it live. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Going forward, if I tell you and promote and put myself out there that the show's going to be live, if it's not on a Tuesday between 9 and 11 p.m. Eastern, rest assured that whatever day the other show is airing, if I say it's live, it's live. We'll do it live. Okay. It would take an extraordinary bag to promote a live show only to have it in the can to throw up because it was taped. Do I have baggy tendencies? Sure. It's what endears me to the audience, but I'm not a total bag, and that is what a total bag would do. By the way, I have a show programming note. May 27th. A Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, same as this past Wednesday, by the way, I will be doing another live show with the American Royal where we will be announcing live. We'll do it live. The 2020 Barbecue Hall of Fame class, and it will be done live. We'll do it live. Remember, I'm a trendsetter, not a follower, not someone who mails it in. We do exclusive live shit right here on this show, and we do it live. We'll do it live. Okay. Not do it just live. sometimes on Tuesdays. We'll do it live. To summarize, if I'm promoting a live show in advance, 
and the day comes for a live show. We'll do it live. And during the live show, I tell you we're doing a special live show. We'll do it live. You can trust me when I tell you that we are doing it live. We'll do it live. Do it live. Trust me on that. I'll write it and we'll do it live. There is just no reason that I'm going to spend all the time and energy and effort to say it's a live show. I mean, everybody does taped. Anybody can do it. Everybody can do it. It takes a certain kind of animal to sit there and promo live and then do a live show, which is exactly what we did on Wednesday. I'm talking to my friends. That's right. I'm talking to my friends, too. We got Meathead in the green room for crying out loud. Meathead will be joining me live, okay? We'll do it live. Meathead will be doing it live. Meathead, just so you know, we're not on the right camera. I don't know if you want to try and fix that. Before we get to Meathead, I will talk to you quickly about the Barbecue Guru. You know, the Barbecue Guru has always believed that outdoor cooking can be easy and fun. Because you know what? It should be. The monolith is the world's first temperature-controlled smoker with a built-in power draft fan. This means smarter control and greater freedom with automatic temperature control devices. Easily choose your cooking time and temperature and let the monolith do the work of a sous chef or a barbecue pitmaster. With minimal effort, you now have oven-like precision at the grill. You can serve the tastiest, juiciest meals each and every time. And by the way, if I didn't mention or you didn't know, because I know I've mentioned it because I've had Bob on the show here recently, they have two brand new controllers coming out, the Dyna-Q and the Ultra-Q. The Dyna-Q replacing the previous Party-Q. The Ultra-Q is replacing the Cyber-Q Cloud, I believe. So new technology replacing a couple older models, always trying to push the envelope and keep the technology fresh. Make sure you hit up the website, take a look at all the products. If you have any questions, call them, 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. And again, the website, bbqguru.com. That's bbqguru.com. And they have a, a great amount of accessories as well. If you have a ceramic cooker, they sell one, but if you also have one like an egg or a Primo or a Kamado Joe, rib space primarily is at a premium. You can get a rib ring here and do six slabs of St. Louis-style ribs, easily doubling your rib capacity. Just go ahead and check it out. Trust me here. BBQGuru.com, the website, 800-288-GURU. That's 800 288 G-U-R-U, the website. And we will return with Meathead from AmazingRibs.com. Stick around. Be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Show Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Welcome back. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Butcher Barbecue, makers of award-winning injections, marinades, rubs, and seasonings, barbecue sauces, and grilling oils. All of Butcher Barbecue products have been tested on the competition circuit as well as backyards worldwide. Be the pitmaster of your neighborhood and visit butcherbbq.com to stock up right now. Always trust your butcher. It is the second Tuesday of the month, and you know what that means. A visit from the creator of the most heavily trafficked barbecue and grilling website on the face of the earth. Meathead from AmazingRibs.com. Hey, Meathead, how are you? Hello, Greg. How you doing? I'm absolutely fabulous. Appreciate you making time for the show, as always. And we look forward to these monthly Meathead chats. Maybe I'm looking forward to it the most, but, you know, this is my special time with uh, Meathead. Uh, so, are, are, are we live? 
We'll do it live. Okay. Tonight we're live. Do it live. Why not? I'll write it and we'll do it live. Not recording it? We are not recording it this month, although we've been doing it for years on end, and I have finally been snuffed out as being the guy that tapes records his shows. So uh, in any event, yes, we're live tonight, so I appreciate you making the effort doing it live here with me. You know, I've been watching this um, ESPN series, The Last Dance. Yes. And how Michael Jordan used the least provocation to aggravate him and elevate him. You know, some guy picked his nose, and Michael Jordan used that as motivation to trample the enemy. Right. You and he have that in common. One guy on YouTube says, is this live? And you go off. Good for you. But you take pride in what you do. The point of the matter. You are competitive. Yes, of course. (laughs) But the point of the matter is, you know, if I hadn't done any type of promotion or saying, you know, in two weeks from now, in a week from now, in three days from now, special live event. I did it on and on here on this show. And then to be questioned during the live event that I had then promoted for like three weeks was outrageous. So you know I'm going to come here on the show and talk about it. Well, you know, it is shocking that people on social media are not in touch <laughs> with reality. The the ears uh, the ears yeah, are right. on with whatever they want to hear, and if they don't want to hear it, the ears are immediately off. That's what I've come to find oh, out. Yeah. There's no yeah. doubt. All right, Meathead. So we have plenty to talk about here this evening, and we'll get to the uh, Hall of Fame shortlist of nine here in just a second. But I wanted to start off with a little product talk, uh, that, of course, being the yeah. master-built gravity fed cooker. And as I talked about in the beginning of the show, I've had uh, Derek Riches on here a couple different times, and he's uh, talked about it, but he hasn't really uh, cooked on it per se, although he's, he's offered up some opinions. I've actually had the owners of master built on uh, two months ago or so at this point. Yes. And yes. maybe it even yes, hasn't I been that. But, but you have had... I guess what uh, some would call substantial testing done with some of your most trusted folks on the staff there at AmazingRibs.com. So how are you finding or how are they finding the master built? Because I think, in a long-winded way to get to your answer here, uh, this has the potential (laughs) of really changing a few different facets of how we view the live fire industry at the moment. Yeah, it's a a pretty, pretty smart, pretty clever Pretty revolutionary device with uh, a few small glitches and flaws, but not enough to prevent it from getting our top ratings. Um, You know, what's really interesting is years ago, and your guests may know Max by name, um, we hired Max Good as a full-time grill and smoker tester. And as a result, uh, everybody sends us product to review and test. Um, and it's more than Max can handle. He's very thorough, very complete, really works hard. And of course, this sometimes causes issues, as we know, over the Weber smoke fire, because people who got it within a week were out there uh, opining uh, one way or the other and mostly the other, whereas it took Max three weeks to really deep dive into it and what was the the, what were the problems and so on. So in any case, this is a device that people have been really interested in. I don't think a week goes by without two or three people asking us, have you tested it? And um, Max has started sh- uh, deputizing other members of our team to test. And um, Husky, uh, who runs our Pitmaster Club, who's a really talented cook, he's a stick burner mostly. Yeah. Um, uh, he, 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 he tested a gorilla pellet smoker, first pellet smoker I ever tested. And now he tested this device and he loves it. <laughs> and for a stick burner to fall in love with a gravity feed charcoal device is something else altogether. His review is extraordinarily thorough and detailed. Just go to amazingribs.com and, um, there's a, search filter on the desktop it's on your left um on a mobile devices at the bottom but you you click on ratings and reviews then click on grills and smokers you hopefully you find the search box find master built 
He gave it a platinum medal, which is our top award. Wow. Um, and, um, uh, you know, he's he's got some minor issues about the build quality. Um, oh, every single damn device we've tested that uses Bluetooth, we have... We, we loathe Bluetooth, but we've learned to live with it. Can't wait until there's a replacement for it. Um, you know, Bluetooth, anybody who's worked with Bluetooth knows... It's on again, off again, uh, unreliable. Isn't the uh, fix, whether it's a th- isn't the fix putting pardon? it on? Isn't the fix putting it on the local area network or, or having Wi-Fi connectivity? Well, if you know it, it, some devices, you can you can go Bluetooth the Wi-Fi. Some you can't. It's just that whenever you see the word Bluetooth, you're gonna have some issues. Yes, but he got over them and um, um, it go, just I, you know I didn't test it. I haven't touched it. So I'm not qualified to give you uh, a firsthand opinion. I'm just relating to you what I read when I read Husky's review, which is really quite thorough. And it seems to me, as his editor, that he did the job properly. And uh, he likes it. And um, I, I would think that, as you intimated, this is a device that shakes up the horizon there. Um, uh, you know, we have had thermostat controllers for charcoal grills. I mean, it started with Barbecue Guru. They were the pioneers. They came up with a blower controller. Re- remember, charcoal is the fuel, and it needs oxygen. And those two things work together. And you can cool charcoal down by removing oxygen or starving it of oxygen. It also affects the smoke and other things, but basically by reading the temperature in the cooking chamber and reducing the oxygen or increasing the oxygen, you can control the temperature. A thermostat controller, much like you have in your indoor oven. Or following that came the pellet smokers, which also use a feedback system with a probe in the cooking chamber and it turns on and off the fan and the amount of pellets so we have, you, you can control charcoal devices and pellet devices with some sort of thermostat, but this is the first one that, well, the Stubbs and a couple others have some gravity feeders, but th- th- this is a unique, unique tool. It's like a pellet smoker, only it's charcoal. It's got this big, tall tube that you pour the charcoal in and you light the charcoal and it controls the oxygen, and that controls the temperature. And most remarkably, different from most pellet cookers, it can get really hot and sear a steak properly. Most pellet cookers cannot. And um, I'm, I know that people out there are going, arr, 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 and we get into debates over this, but in my world, a properly sealed, seared steak is mahogany colored edge to edge. It doesn't have grill marks. It doesn't have little gray areas in between the grill marks. It's Maillard reaction edge to edge. And this device can do that. Um, pellet cookers cannot, most of them. So um, uh, it, 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 if others imitate it, if others improve upon it, mm-hmm. we could be looking at a new um, branch in the charcoal grill and smoker tree. Do you think that Masterbuilt is a company that folks would copy off of? Well, people imitate copy all the time. I mean, Barbecue Guru, I mentioned them. They came up with the first thermostat controller. There's a dozen at least out there now using the same concepts I mean, you've got to walk a careful line so that you you don't violate their trademarks and copyrights, their technology, but usually there's enough room to fudge around the edges, and yeah, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Um, I'm certain, I would, not that certain, I would guess that this device, because it works, and it's clever, and it does both smoking and grilling, which is the holy grail. Yeah. Um, and the price point is, is hard to deny. I mean, it, it's it's really affordable right. for both sides of what you get. 
Well, it lists for around 500, but I've been seeing on social media that uh, people are telling me that it's um, actually selling for 650 or yeah, more. Yeah, Usually it's the other way around. Yeah. Usually you see the MSRP, the recommended retail, and they actually sell for less. Yep. Um, but apparently the current environment of supply and demand, supply chain issues and so on, um, has jacked the price up on this baby. All right. So if you want to read the full review, as Meathead said, it is in-depth by one of his moderators. So make sure you go check it out over at AmazingRibs.com. Uh, the other thing that we want to talk about here tonight, Meathead, of course, and we'll talk about it at length in the second hour with my esteemed nomination panel, is that the uh, Wednesday when I did a live show. We'll do it live. Okay. We talked about the nine, or we revealed who the nine semifinalists are for this year's Hall of Fame, or potentially this year's Hall of Fame. So nine are on this semifinalist, three of which will make up the class of the 2020 Barbecue Hall of Fame. And there mm-hmm. were a small handful of repeat names from that list. Now, uh, in year 147, I do not make the list in a row. However, my pal Meathead, for the second year in a row, makes the semifinal list. So You can, uh, you, you can call me Susan Lucci. Well, not yet. I mean, you got nine more at least to go before we can call you Susan, Susan Lucci. Well, so here's, uh, here's the thing. Uh, I think getting the – I'm speaking for you, by the way, so as soon as I turn it over to you, you can tell me how wrong or right I am. The first year, <laughs> it's, it's probably great. Uh, it, maybe it's a surprise. I don't know. And it's, it's great to be nominated, but then you don't get it. Well, second year, you're right back. To be honest, I thought it was probably not that great of a shot for you to get right back on the list. Uh, same thing goes for Desiree Robinson, and same thing goes uh, for Aaron Franklin, by the way. I wasn't just saying that because it was you. Uh, I thought that the three that made it back on, I didn't think that there was that good of a shot that they would immediately return back. You have to earn your way back onto that list. You're not just carried back over from year to year. So to me, this year... While it was probably great to be mentioned last year, I think Meathead has some real legs in getting into this Barbecue Hall of Fame this year, making it through an, another round of discussion, having a year of qualification on your belt. And certainly you look up and down the other list. I mean, it's certainly a heavy hitters list. But, man, I feel w- withstanding all of that, Meathead, I think Meathead's going in. I'm putting all of my two hundred dollars on Meathead Gold. I would be very surprised. Well, that's just because I told you if I get in, I'm going to make sure you get in. That's one hundred percent right. <laughs> by the way, yes, that's right, no doubt. I I am flattered you think so. There, it is a good list. I mean, without Great. question, Desiree Robinson belongs in there. Yes. For your listeners who don't know, um, she runs Cozy Corner in Memphis. Has for many many years. Small family operation, um, most famous for their um, uh, their uh, Cornish game hens. Um, the last time I was in there, there was a 13-year-old boy in a bow tie and a white a pressed white shirt working the counter. All family. She's a beautiful, gracious woman. Um, they used at that time a um, a Chicago-style aquarium pit, mm-hmm. which I'm not going to get into details, but it's an unusual um, smoker design. If you go to our website and search for Aquarium Pit, you'll see. Um, It's just a class operation, and it's a family operation. They've been there for years, and nobody has anything bad to say about it. And she's there. Um, uh, There's um, uh, several others uh, who clearly belong in there. Um, I think I have a chance. I think if I were voting, I would be the number four choice. Well, let me let me quickly um, review the list for the folks that don't know. You have Oklahoma Joe Davidson, who you know was part yeah, of Oklahoma yeah. Joe's, uh, the restaurant in Kansas City before uh, him and Staney split. Yeah. But then he 
went on to do Oklahoma Joe's with Smokers. Yeah, Bill Arnold yeah. with Blues Hog. I mean, you think competition yeah. barbecue. I think everybody thinks about Blues Hog as soon as you think of competition barbecue. And everybody, you know, there are 50 uh, imitations of Blues Hog on the Sure, oh, uh, easily. Uh, in bottles. Yeah. And even I have a recipe called Jazz Hog, which <laughs> is a an attempt and an imitation. So it's a concept, a formulation, a flavor profile really different than your classic Casey masterpiece or craft, your standard red barbecue sauce. And it's really popular on the internet. And that's how Bill Arnold made uh, his fame and name. Um, and uh, uh, he's, he's nominated. Then you have the triad that are returning. You have Aaron Franklin, uh, no real uh, description needed. Desiree Robinson, as you just informed us. Then you have a uh, meathead from amazingribs.com. Uh, and then first, uh, other first-timers, you have John Marcus, who, I mean, if you've ever watched a second of barbecue television, uh, you know who John Marcus is because he's the one that's pretty much brought every famed and barbecue TV show. on your show. Yes, yep, he's been on the show a number of times. And, and, and John is just an erudite, intellectually um, uh, unique. Uh, he's a playwright. He won an Emmy as a yep. writer for the Bill Cosby show. Right. He created barbecue television with Barbecue Pitmasters years ago, did several seasons of it. Um, he himself has numerous uh, smokers and grills, uh, which he hauls around for charity events all the time. Yep. Um, a real a real mensch. Uh, Rodney Scott uh, from Rodney Scott Barbecue, obviously one of the whole hog and Carolina barbecue masters. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, then you have yeah. uh, Darren Ward from Iowa Smoky D's. So he is both a hugely. Let me say a word about Darren. Yeah. Let me say a word about Darren. Yeah. Um, Darren lives in Iowa. I'm in the Chicago area. There's a competition not far from my home, which he comes to every year. It's probably not going to survive this crisis that was in trouble to begin with. But I went down there and. I don't care to judge much anymore. I don't like sitting in a tent and tasting. But I wander around. I know a lot of these competitors, and I've learned to like Darren's food, and he was winning, and he and his wife, Sherry, and I hit it off. And I would go to this event and just hang out, and he let me watch him cook. So I learned an awful lot about how top-notch competition cooks cook. He's won Team of the Year at least once, maybe two, three, four. I don't know how many times. But I'm here to tell you, I taste a lot of barbecue. Everything he cooks is my benchmark. Mm -hmm. His ribs are just knee-buckling spectacular. His brisket, his pulled pork. I mean, I don't get excited about pulled pork anymore. How the hell do you get excited about pulled pork? Right. His is just spectacular. <laughs> uh, everything he does is spectacular. Um, uh, he's just a brilliant cook. And then uh, rounding out that list, uh, Leanne Whippen, who has been on the scene for you know decades at this point, uh, originally uh -huh. with Wood Chicks, had the restaurant catering uh -huh. business, opened up a, a restaurant in Chicago there for a while, has since moved into uh -huh. some other uh, barbecue restaurant down in the Florida area, TV a bunch of times. I think she's in the St. Pete area now. Uh, yeah, I think her and Doctor Barbecue are like you know two blocks from each other. I mean, they're they're very close. So uh, that rounds out the the top nine. So all right, Meathead, let's be honest as we uh, uh, come to a close here in this abridged version of a Meathead here on the second tooth. Your personal thought, chances of getting into the this year's Barbecue Hall of Fame percentage. What do you got? I'm the number four choice. What? Come on, Meathead. Give me some balls. No, I think there are three people who are likely to get in ahead of me. If I get wow. in, I will be delighted and surprised. I would really like to get in. And the main reason I want to get in is I am tired of arguing with people on Facebook and YouTube <laughs> and the Twitter. And when they start arguing with me, I just want to be able to say, dude, when you're in the Hall of Fame, I'll listen to you. Next, that's the main. I just want to be able to pull right. Wait a second, you want you want to be able to drop the barbecue Hall of Fame hammer on Twitter trolls? Damn right, I want to pull. <laughs> I am tired of arguing with these schmageggies. Oh my! All right, and well. you know, 
I would. I want that. I want that uh, moniker after my name. It would be a great honor. It would be uh, um, a recognition of a hard work, a hard, hard lifetime of work. I mean, I will make the case that nobody, with the possible exception of Hall of Famer Steve Raitwin, has done more to educate America on barbecue. We average yeah. fifteen million people a year. 3 million page views a month, um, 4,000 pages of information. That's a dozen books on AmazingRibs.com, on recipes, technique, um, product reviews. Um, my book uh, is closing in on 200,000 copies. It's been pretty widely praised. Um, Southern Living Magazine called them one of the 100 best cookbooks, cookbooks, not barbecue books, I've ever written. Um, we've had some influence. And I say we because, yeah, I'm the founder and I'm the guiding light, but I've got a really excellent team of smart people around me. You know, um, uh, it's a great business tenet. Hire people smarter than you. Yes. Um, and uh, we, we, we've, we've managed to do that. Um, oh, um, can I have we have I got enough time to tell people about something fun? In like two seconds. Okay. Um, launching next week, we have launched a new website and a new email newsletter. I don't think I've told you about this, so this is a scoop for you. Um, um, called digestthis.news. The site is live now. The email goes out for the first time on the 19th. We read as a regular habit everything we can find on bar uh, on barbecue, on food, on meat, on farming, on meat processing, everything from farm to fork. And it, there's just we read about between the three or four of us at least fifty different publications, farming publications, manufacturing, and there's just so much information, particularly in this era, that we've launched a newsletter. It's called Digest This, and it's a digest. Dave Joachim, who's the editor of AmazingRibs.com, is compiling a newsletter of the most important stories impacting the world of food, not just barbecue, because we love all manner of food, not just barbecue. Um, and um, it, it's coming. It's going to come out every Tuesday, starting this Tuesday. And um, uh, if you want to subscribe... Go to digestthis.news. You'll see an example of the kind of work we're doing. Um, it, we link to the source material. Um, and if you want the big picture of what's going on in the restaurant world, what's going on in the agricultural world, what's going on in the manufacturing world, and the book world, uh, it's all there. And it starts Tuesday and we don't expect to make a nickel on it. In fact, I'm probably going to take a loss on it. But it's a service that I think the world needs right now. All right. You can check right, out digestthis.news. Go ahead and sign up for that very quickly. And we are talking with Meathead, who can be found here on the second Tuesday of each and every month. Meathead, always appreciate the time. And that's an exclusive for you. Thank you, my friend. I always love the exclusives. There's Meathead right there. That's right. From AmazingRibs.com. And let me make this transition quickly. <laughs> Tell me, Meathead, one segment tonight. F you. I'm going as long as I want. Okay, Meathead, you go. Roll on out. That's fine. Luckily, I have Anthony and Rusty in the green room. We'll be getting to them here in just one second. Uh, let me talk to you quickly about Green Mountain Grills. Some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. Two lines to choose from that they offer. A Choice line, which was their original version. And now uh, that is a... So the sizes are the same. Jim Bowie, Daniel Boone for either line. The Choice or the Prime. The Choice line, uh, no tech, right? So you don't get the Wi-Fi, the internal meat probe, stuff like that. But you still get a great cooker. Uh, it still holds a lot of meat, depending on which one you get. They both accommodate the pizza oven insert, which you need to get regardless of what line that you choose. 
Then they have the Prime line, so you have a little bit more of a sturdier build on the chassis. You have peeking windows on the main cooking chamber and on the pellet hopper, two internal meat probes, and now the Wi-Fi technology. So for a little bit more money, you get a little bit better of a build and cooker. But in the end, if you want to save some bucks, it's still a great cooker no matter what. I have a couple choice lines or uh, choice cookers on my deck at the moment. Anyway, and again, pizza oven insert if you get them, no matter choice or prime. They sell through dealers, so go to the website, find a dealer near you, then hook up with a dealer, let them teach you about the Green Mountain Grills, and away you go. They also have pellets and rubs and sauces and accessories, all the fun stuff. GreenMountainGrills.com, that's GreenMountainGrills.com. Hook up today, and we are back with the guys that create the Pitmasters podcast. Stick around, we'll be right back. Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. And this portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. Visit CookinPellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also buy from Amazon.com if you want. Totally up to you. Or cookingpellets.com. Either way, you get great pellets. I use cooking pellets. My next guests tonight have their own burgeoning barbecue podcast called the Pitmasters Podcast, which releases new episodes each week. So subscribe to their show on your podcast platforms and catch-alls as the country starts to reopen in various forms and fashions. One of the items on everyone's mind is cooking competitions, regardless of how they look. Well, the SEA had an event this past weekend in, I think, Lehigh, Utah, and the two dudes were right there taking a part. Here to recap it from a variety of viewpoints are the hosts of the Pitmasters podcast and first-timers here to this show. I am welcoming in... Uh, oh, i got to turn your audio on. Sorry, guys. Oh, man. It's to- totally lame. Sorry, guys. Uh, I am talking with uh, Anthony... Lejean and Rusty Monson. Did I get the last names right, boys? It's Luhan. Luhan. God damn it. Yeah. You got Monson, though. <laughs> that works. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, you know, I, I try. So uh, 50-50, I, I'll take it. Not too bad today. All right, guys. Uh, so before we get into the SEA stuff uh, this past weekend, can you give me a quick background on your ventures into live fire? And we'll start with Anthony Luhan first. Yeah, man. Um, it all started like most of us at my age is uh, the Barbecue Pitmasters um, TV show. We all wanted to learn how to be like those guys and jump into the competition scene. Um, I kind of was just a backyard guy for a while. Um, came across a local barbecue joint that had a competition class. Took it a month later at the Lehigh Barbecue uh, Pit Stop. They had a backyard competition. Jumped in, won some awards. Hook, line, sinker, man. Done. You know, um, I really enjoyed this this uh, competition scene. Um, new to the SEA. Um, enjoying it a ton. Um, and obviously, this venture has taken me on to meet Rusty Monson, and we started a podcast together, and we're here today with you. So you guys weren't like chums prior to, to getting in, and you didn't live down the street or go to high school or anything like that. Together, you met on the competition circuit. Yep. Wow. We all right, Rusty. What's your About story? A year ago. Well, I grew up with a hunting family, so of course the best way to cook any kind of deer or elk is to smoke it. So, you know, I grew up around it. I grew up grilling steaks. My dad and my grandfather used to go around hawking smoked chickens to bars, and it was my favorite thing. And it just stuck with me. And I actually was pulling through Mesquite, Nevada, when the very first episode of Pitmasters, which would be the very first Masters, started mm-hmm. happening. And man, it just planted a seed in my brain. And so, gosh, eight years later, I'm sitting here with nothing to do. Um, and I'm thinking, you know, that I got to get into that, man. I got I do this at home. I want to jump into the pit, uh, you know, the competition side of stuff. And I just hit it first and went and took a whole bunch of classes. And I've been doing it since. And mm-hmm. yeah. And then I uh, met Anthony on the road doing that stuff. And he texted me one day. He's like, hey, we should start a podcast. I'm like, you know, I was thinking about that. And I think we should. And man, next week we're up and running. So, and, you know, we had to thank you for being a huge influence on us because uh, I was a big fan of yours um, when I first got into this. It was the very first show I started listening to, and I still listen to it all the time. 
So uh, you are a big influence on us, and thank you for that. All right. Well, sure. I'll, I'll <laughs> always take the props, no doubt about it. That's why I like Rusty the best for now. Uh, all right. So um, when um, – well, look, Rusty, let me go back to you. We'll come back to you, uh, Anthony, uh, just to get your – when you're in a normal competition season, how many events are you looking to get under your belt during the course of a year, Rusty? You know, I like to keep it around 20. Um, wow. that's about, that's pretty manageable for me. I wouldn't mind going a little m- m- further this year. Obviously we're not going to do as much. I do right. plan on traveling, traveling a lot in the end. I'm going to make that up. We're going to do at least 15. That's the goal. Now, whether or not we can is a whole other story, but that's the goal is hopefully get 15. I don't want to go past 20, you know, cause man, just doing 15 is, is hard, <laughs> you know, and you know, so doing and then SEA events in, in the meantime and doing all that stuff in, in the podcast and stuff takes a lot of time. So 20 is about the sweet spot for me. All right, Anthony, uh, in a normal season or, you know, outside of where we're at currently, how many events do you like to get in? Um, as many as I can try to beat Rusty. So wherever Rusty's going, I'm going to try to tell with him. That's within, I guess, so, our bordering states. So zero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. So will you guys sit there and coordinate? Here's where here's where I'm going to go. Where do you look at, or do you guys put together your own independent schedules and then compare, contrast, and, and make adjustments? Definitely independent schedules. Um, yeah. I'm mostly staying within my bordering states. Uh, Rusty is looking to travel beyond into other regions, so he's going to put in a few more miles than I am for sure. All right, so yeah, we're going all over, so we'll go wherever we can. Like, would you go to Florida? Hell yeah, I go to Florida. Oh, all right, I'm Let's just go, trying to Florida all day. I'm just trying to get do. an idea of miles <laughs> that you're ready to do. I mean, like to me, four hours is you know a long is, is a far way to go. But you know, barbecue guys, four hours is like a backyard contest. So exactly, true. very true. <laughs> We're talking with Anthony Lujan and Rusty Monson from the Pitmasters podcast. Uh, uh, go ahead and shout out your uh, team names because you're both independent team names. Go ahead, Rusty. So we're Salt City Barbecue. We're out of Utah. Um, that's our team name. All right, Salt City Barbecue. Anthony? Smoke Ain't No Joke Barbecue out of Salt Lake City, Utah. Right. like that name. Very good. So obviously it sucks now because coronavirus has shut down competitions, barbecue or otherwise, for the past few months. However, it seems in some places the reopening has begun. And for the State Cookoff Association, that was in three different places this past weekend. Utah, Texas, Alabama. Um, Anthony, you um, have, well, were you guys both signed up for this competition like previous, like well in advance, or did you just happen to see that this is something that was rolling up for this weekend that hadn't been canceled? And you're like, damn, last minute, we're just going to roll up here and see what happens. Well, it was scheduled, um, and then there was just a location change, but at the last minute, about what, 10 days before the comp? So it was always on the line of possibly getting canceled. So, but we, they pulled it, pulled it together and made it happen. All right. Uh, Rusty, break it down for me. And I'm certainly not looking to get political here or anything like that. I'm merely asking for personal opinion and feelings. When the event is confirmed to happen, how did the SEA inform the contestants about how that weekend was going to set up? So we went through the promoters, um, Barbecue Pit Stop here locally, and Steve and Terrell, they're, they're running the show, they went through on Facebook in different groups, if you were to sign up, and gave you kind of the rules, the breakdown, how it's going to happen, what you need to do to turn in. So you have to wear masks, you have to have gloves, or they won't accept your box. you know, And, and just rules like that. So they broke it down for everyone what you have to do before you get there. And then when they got there, we had a meeting, and we had to have the meeting in our tents, so everyone had to stay put. And they got on a big speaker and explained those rules again. And then you had to go up and sit six feet apart. Or not stand six feet apart to do your steak cook. All of the judges had gloves. All the judges had masks. Um, I think they did a really good job of keeping it where it needed to be. Um, now, unfortunately, <laughs> you get like a group of people together that haven't seen each other. And you know, we're a family out there. Sure. SEA, KCBS, yep. any, anything. Yep. So we haven't seen each other in so long. Everyone wants to chat. So it was hard. They kept on yelling at us like, six feet, six feet. And it wasn't always possible to do. But I think the event, Brett was there. 
um, they gave it all they could to make sure that it was six feet apart, social distancing. Uh, everyone had the proper protection on, you know, as far as the masks go. And I think they did a really good job with it. Um, and I think it was hard to corral everyone. And then there was a lot of um, people kind of breaking the rules, but then they were also really good about jumping on those people too. So, I mean, I'm one of them. You, you don't think about it. You're like, Hey, what's up? You know? Oh, wait, crap. Okay. But, never mind. Um, but isn't, isn't that like the, the, isn't that the potential problem? I mean, nothing against the, 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 the want to get out there, but I mean, just to your point, you've been cooped up. You're going to get around some folks that you haven't seen in a while and you're doing something you want to do. And all of a sudden you start feeling it. I mean, it's just, human nature to want to just start going over and palling around but that's potentially where you could have some issues you don't know where the fuck these people have been for the last two months i mean everybody wants to assume everybody's been taking proper measures but some people you know seem to think that ah, f it i don't care i'm gonna do whatever i want and so now you have varying people around varying other people uh anthony what were your thoughts on the whole situation oh well, i'm in the same boat as rusty they attacked it best they possibly could um Herding the sheep was a little bit difficult, but the, <laughs> with the, the herd, with the herd, we all had our gloves on. We all had our masks on. Yep. Um, our tents were, were spaced out six feet apart. Um, whenever you had to go inside to use the restroom, they had a big old sign on the door that says, as soon as you enter, hand sanitize, use your restroom. There's hand sanitizer there. Um, they only had a certain amount of people allowed inside the store, which was the, was the restroom. Um, they did a really good job minus the steak selection, which we are, it wasn't the organizer's fault. It was us competitors that were excited. Hey, check out my steaks better than yours. And we kind of intermingled. And that was the only issue that I really had with the whole thing. Everything else was organized. It was just that 10 minutes of exposure with each other, picking steaks. So <laughs> it was kind of, <laughs> it, it was, was kind hard. of our well, fault. You know, yeah. We're creatures of instinct, yeah. you know, I'm oh. like, what's well, I'm, I'm a, you know, I like to give high fives and hugs when appropriate, you know, and you just kind of jump into that, that role and you don't even think about it, you know, and you're like, Oh crap, I should probably should have done that. All right, Anthony. So yeah. let me ask you this. Is there a way that knowing what you know now and having gone through that experience that knowing as you're in it, what kind of creature comes out? Is there a, a way that next weekend or the weekend after that, that could be addressed so you're not put in that situation? For the, that size of an event, 25 teams, um, I think they could have maybe more centralized the stake selection and held everybody in their tents and gave us some walking time to go and pick our stakes and then head back to our tent, one in, one out type scenario. Other than that, I think it was run well. I think that's the only change that I could see that would definitely benefit currently. Rusty, thoughts on change? You know, I agree. Um, start a little bit earlier. Uh, let people walk up. So they have the PA system. You can call, you know, number nine, number eight, whatever you need to do. Have them walk up because that was the very first time we all, you know, everyone gets there. They start setting up. And that's the first time we got to mingle together. And that's where all the instincts start kicking in. Mm -hmm. So I agree with Anthony. I think, you know, if we were to call each other up and you individually walk up and give everyone an hour you know, still a 30 seconds to pick your steak, but, um, you know, give a, another, just open that up a little earlier. So you have time to go through everyone and give everyone a chance to walk up. I think that's a great idea. All right. Well, we're talking with Anthony and Rusty from the Pitmasters podcast, recapping their steak cookoff experience this past weekend in Lee. Is it Lehigh, Utah, by the way? Lehigh. Yes. Lehigh? Okay. Yep. Um, right. so Knowing what we know and uh, assuming everybody's taking your suggestions, of course, because why wouldn't they? Because we're the most important people in live fire cooking right now here on this Tuesday. Uh, you feel totally confident, like if there was another contest next weekend or in two weeks, uh, you would roll out and do it uh, under the same conditions? I absolutely I definitely would. would do it. Yeah. yeah? Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. As we come to a close here, guys, I was just talking with Meathead uh, as you probably caught the tail end of that and uh, Wednesday this past week I had announced exclusively with Emily Park from the American Royal the nine semi-finalists that make up this year's short list the three of those will make it into the 2020 barbecue hall of fame Anthony let me start with you give me your three who go in if you were a voting member man um I am the worst with names but Leanne Whippen I think she has laid the foundation for women in the barbecue world um, 
Rest, you're gonna have to help me with names. The producer of the Pitmaster, John the, Marcus, Pitmasters, John Marcus, John Marcus. Yes, yes. Um, he opened the door for my generation of barbecue for sure. And then we got the Blues Hogs guy. I, how can you not? Use <laughs> Bill, that Arnold product? Product? Bill Arnold. <laughs> Bill Arnold. Bill Arnold. Yeah. I'm sorry. See, did I'm, you say I'm you had a names, barbecue podcast? Honestly. I'm forgetting about it. Dude. Okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> yes. I I I earned that because I am terrible with names. I'll forget Rusty's name if I don't have it on his name tag on his name. Hi, my name is Rusty. <laughs> All right. So right. Uh, Anthony has Leanne and John Marcus and Bill Arnold for his 2020 class. Uh, Rusty, who's making mm-hmm. it in? in your estimation you know leanne's great she did pave the way for women darren is probably one of the best cooks i and the nicest guys you ever want to talk to in your whole life um you know i don't know desiree robinson's probably the only one on the list i couldn't tell you about but if it was me as a poker player and back in the day when rounders came out that really changed the game (laughs) and uh everything blew up you know there wouldn't be poker on ASPN. Well, there always was, but you know what I'm saying? If it wasn't for that show. So John Marcus for me is a shoe in, I think just because of what he's done for the sport of competition barbecue, Bill Arnold, of course, uh, man, everyone, like everyone says on here, you know, everyone's trying to copy his rubs and seasonings and mostly his sauces. Yeah. Uh, his sauces are the best thing ever. And Aaron Franklin kind of, um, I don't know. He just, I think he has the game in a way that John Marcus did. He, expo- you know, he, he exposed Texas barbecue to the world. You know, no one would be doing what he, you know, and he, in such a way and techniques and the way that he's opened himself up to teach people about it, I think is game changing as well. And man, I'd say a close fourth. I can have to agree with Meathead and say Meathead fourth because he's also pioneering stuff. You know, he's able to take all of that mess and say, hey, it's not all crazy. We, let's dumb it down. So I know I went a little more. I would put that I would put that probably saying John Marcus, Bill Arnold, Aaron Franklin, Meathead in that order. And John Marcus only three, but Okay, it got it got really convoluted there towards the end, Rusty. So uh, who 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 are the three that are going in? I apologize. Okay. The three are yes. gonna be John Marcus, yes. uh, Bill Arnold, and Aaron Franklin. And Aaron oh Aaron Franklin. Okay, there you go. So he's very impressive. Uh, Guys, you're dropping new episodes each week, correct? Every Thursday, yeah. We had uh, John Lindsay on from uh, All Queued Up, who is my steak hero. So I was really excited about that one. So that's coming out this Thursday. Uh, Anthony, what's the hardest part about doing a podcast? The hardest part to doing a podcast is probably getting it out there. Um, It's... Rusty and I, we can bullshit all day long about barbecue um, and remembering people's names, obviously. But getting it out there is definitely one of the most difficult things I've noticed with the podcast. Rusty, what's the worst yeah. barbecue podcast out there right now? The worst? <laughs> the worst. That's that's on the spot. You know, I expected this, remember, but I didn't re- expect that. Remember, we're <laughs> courageous here on the show. Uh, Daniel Vaughn will we corroborate that in a second. What's the worst one out there right now? You know, and I listen to a lot. Yeah. Um, gosh, there was one that I just turned off, and I can't remember what it was. I listened to it one time, and I'm big on quality of sound. So if it comes in, it sounded like someone was talking on their phone. Um, I really can't remember the name. Oh, man. I'm going to have to find it, but I'll no, I'm not going to waste time Googling it. All right. But well, anyway, that's a way to I push out. I, I enjoy them all. Because Good job. Yeah. I am... <laughs> You know, I'm I'm a big fan of barbecue, and I'll listen to anyone talk about anything. You want to talk to your neighbor about barbecue? I'm going to listen. So if I had, I couldn't choose, dude. All right, uh, I'm An- just, I'm Anthony, your favorite barbecue podcast? Well, obviously the Barbecue Central Show. This guy after the pit. Sorry, podcast. Rusty. I like Anthony. He's my favorite now. I can't. Oh, no. Uh, hey, all right. he, got the, he got the inside track on that one. Yeah, that's right. So uh, here's what you need to know. If you like guys that like talking about live fire, after you subscribe to my show, go and subscribe to the Pitmasters podcast. Uh, as uh, Rusty said, look, uh, audio is important, especially since the majority of you folks are just listening in on it uh, wherever it is you're taking us. So these guys, and I can vouch because I do listen to them each week, the sound quality is there. They put in the work, they ask the right questions, and they're getting big-name guests. So if you haven't gone back and listened to their catalog yet, they have Chris Lillies and Tuffy Stones and all the big names, aside from some of the other names that they have there, mixing them in as well, and it's once a week. Guys, uh, really appreciate you coming on the show tonight and recapping that SCA event, and uh, maybe we can make this a regular thing. Yeah. 
Thanks I would love that, us. man. And we need to get you on the show too. Yeah. So that would be super cool. Yeah. Talk about podcasting, Greg. What do you think? Right. Yeah, I, I think I, uh, I, have, I have a thought or two on that, no doubt. All right, guys, appreciate it. All right. There they are. Thank you. The appreciate gents from the Pitmasters podcast. And you can subscribe to them right there on all of your podcast platforms, if you will. So we are, am I going to make this? I doubt it. I'm going to try, though. Hold on. Hold on. Continuing to produce incredibly uh, mediocre it. content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect via Bluetooth. If you have Alexa or the Google Assistant in your home, you're in luck because Fireboard fully integrated with both. Find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. All right, we are lining up for the second hour. Thanks again to Anthony and Rusty from the Barbecue, uh, from the Pitmasters podcast. Also, Meathead in the first hour. As we point to the second hour, refresh your libations, and we'll be back in two minutes. Stick around.